Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. She grew up with the children of the stars In the Hollywood Hills and the Boulevard Welcome to the LA Kings Podcast. I'm Shannon Bentley alongside the infamous Mr. McClellan. How's it going, Kevin? Great, Shannon. I just uh, got back from Boston here and uh, kept track of the LA Kings while I was gone. Actually, I was in Boston when... uh, uh, when they were playing, I just didn't get to the game, but a bit of a mixed uh, mega result, a bag of results for the for the team the last three games. Yeah, absolutely. They got what seven out of the twelve possible points on their road trip. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. But I mean, the other teams in front of them, like St. Louis and uh, Chicago, they're they're catching fire right now. So you get yeah. all those points, you play well, but it doesn't uh, obviously you don't make any uh, ground in the standings, which is a shame. Yeah, no one's helping them out. <laughs> no. So their their first game uh, since we last spoke was uh, in Philadelphia, and that was a pretty exciting shootout win, 3-2 over the uh, Flyers. Yeah, it was a, a great game by that hockey club. They were going into a building where they were undefeated and they stopped Philly's streak, so it was yeah. a great, great effort, and, uh, you know, they uh, played a solid game there, got the guys to score on the penalties, uh, Kovachuk, Kempe, and uh, Toffoli and got out of there with a big win. So anytime you go into Philadelphia, they outshot them uh, uh, 39-32, and uh, that's a great showing. Toffoli got his first career uh, shootout goal, too. Jeez, at least he got a chance. I never, ever got to take a shootout. I was glued to the bench, (laughs) trust me, when the shootouts came. (laughs) (laughs) Shootout's not your forte? No, I I wasn't going to score, and I wasn't going to get the chance, but I knew that going in, and... uh, all the prolific goal scorers that we had on that hockey club, there was no way that I was going to take a shootout unless they all got the flu real quick during the game, you know? <laughs> now, what about in your minor career, though? Like, there had to have been a time when you, you took a shootout. Well, yeah, they didn't really have them when, in junior and stuff like that. No. But I was, I was a big scorer in junior, so I imagine, yeah. imagine if they did, I would have taken a couple there. But uh, obviously, I wasn't going to... Uh, take him in NHL and I was fine with that for sure we had enough quality guys that we're going to uh we're going to light the lamp in those situations yeah a couple guys you know Gretzky mess whatever yeah no kidding no kidding (laughs) now what kind of pressure is that you know especially um later in the season when the entire squad is depending on it how much pressure is that no these guys these guys relish it and uh you know, they work on it all the time. It's not like these guys just going to shootouts and saying, okay, what am I going to do? They know the goalie's tendencies that they're going to be facing. And, you know, yeah. they have uh, they know things that work well for them in practice. So they're, uh, they love these situations. And, uh, you, you know, when you notice when they don't score, they're really mad at themselves for sure. So, again, they just step up and uh, don't think about it. They just go and take their penalty shot and uh, try with try to get the best result. Well, it seemed to work for them uh, in Philadelphia Moving on to Boston, um, again, going into some extra time there, but different outcome. Yeah, well, it's a team that just won't quit, man. They come back uh, from two down in the third period and uh, put it in the overtime. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Boston got the win in overtime. But, again, you know, they go into a real tough building. They keep the shots pretty even. It was 33-29 for Boston. You know, you got key contributors from – you know, different guys all the time, exactly what you need. Quick has a decent game. And, 
just, again, that one point, you just hate losing that one point. But again, anytime you go into Boston, uh, obviously in fifth game into a six-game road trip, you get a point, that's a good result. Yeah, it's a tough burn in Boston always. Um, so that 5-4 loss was, uh, wasn't was too too bad. But it was kind of fitting that Bergeron got the goal. It was power play goal. Uh, but he was there playing his thousandth game. And all of them were as a Bruin. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of games, man. That's longevity in a hockey season for sure. But, you know, I just don't know about these penalties in uh, overtime. I just wish the referees would step back and let these guys settle it. There's, uh, yeah. lo- there's a lot on the line. And uh, to lose it in overtime uh, uh, on a penalty, uh, that's tough. And so ironic because we're playing the Boston Advantage in Boston this weekend. And we got in that situation too. And we got to overtime and uh, we got a call against us. And uh, the Boston Advantage scored in overtime and beat us. So, uh, no way. Yeah, been there, done that many a time before. <laughs> <laughs> Good story for you. In Boston, I know a lot of people are aware of it, but we were playing in the finals there. And we were up three games to nothing, and all of a sudden we're winning the fourth game 3-1. Our team had never won it on the road, so we were excited. You know, we had a 3-1 lead game, four up three games to nothing. And that's, yeah. when, that's when the lights went off. Remember the lights went off? So oh, we, wow, yeah. Yeah, we had What year camp. was that? Uh, I think like 88, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My memory's not as good as it used to be, but um, <laughs> uh, we had to go back to Edmonton and uh, play the fourth game. So we started from scratch, went back to Edmonton and beat the Bruins four, four straight. But uh, in 90, when I got traded to uh, Detroit, that year the Edmonton Oilers won too. They had that big fog game there and uh, caused a lot All of problems. Right. So, you know, funny, funny how things happen, but it would have been nice to win it on the road. We never won it on the road. That was probably our chance. And uh, the lights went off and we had to go and restart game four all over again in Edmonton. Oh, my gosh. So you guys were like right in the middle of a shift and the lights just crashed on you. Yep. Yep. Just out there playing away. And I think that we just scored on the power play and uh, uh, made it 3-1. And all of a sudden, <gasps> boom, the, the lights got pulled. But uh, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, I mean, I don't know how they decided. And I think that uh, uh, the Celtics were in the playoffs at the same time, so that we couldn't really reschedule a game in Boston. So that's why we had to go back to Edmonton, which isn't really fair to Boston, but uh, that's, just mm-hmm. the way it, that's just the way it worked out. Yeah, very unusual circumstances. And luckily it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, then moving on to their uh, game last night against Washington. A little yeah. disappointing, uh, 6-4 loss, but they, they played well. They sh- I, I felt they should have won. Yeah, I mean, I think they should have too. It's just, uh, you know, anytime you go into Washington and you get into a bit of a run and gun with those guys, and uh, uh, sometimes you're not going to come uh, <clears throat> on the right end of the stick there for sure. I was surprised, and I know the cliche is uh, always going with your best, which they went with Jonathan Quick, but... You know, yeah. so, sometimes, man, as a coach, you got to uh, think outside the box and, you know, maybe uh, go into Campbell's plan. Maybe there's a little bit of letdown from Washington or whatever. Campbell, right. just, had, Campbell just had a big game uh, in, in New Jersey and won a big game. And all you got to do is talk to Jonathan Quick and say, hey, listen, we're going to try something here. We're putting in Campbell. If things don't work out, be ready. I mean, Quick's a professional. He would uh, step in there. But I was surprised back-to-back games mm. and uh, – uh, you know, I guess that's why I'm not uh, coaching the NHL, but sometimes <laughs> I, sometimes I like to think outside the box. But, you know, they went into Washington, kept the shots, uh, uh, well, actually outshot L.A., 33-31. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they had the lead. They let it slip away. And 
you yeah. know, again, just uh, a tough loss. And, uh, you know, those points are going to come back and uh, haunt them down the road here. Yeah, they had a great first period and put a lot of pressure on uh, on the Caps in the third. It just seemed like they fell apart in the second. The D was collapsing. They were on their heels. They were kind of chasing pucks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that's what Wash is all about. And, you know, sometimes that long change in the second period, too, always causes fits for defensemen. You can't get them off the ice, and it's hard getting them off the ice. But, uh, you know, Washington just has a has a good team. They just kept answering any time L.A. scored, so... You know, yeah. you got you got to tighten the screws after you score, and you got to make sure those next two or three shifts that uh, you know you try and just uh, manage the puck and uh, you know sit not sit back because you don't want to sit back, but you know just make sure and have good puck management. And they didn't know in that situation. Yeah, there were some pretty sweet goals though in that game. Uh, Wagner's the first goal that the Kings scored actually. I was I was blown away. This is a fourth line that's out there. And they're just making absolutely beautiful through the legs, backward blind passes <coughs> from the goal line. Like it was just incredible. Forbert's pass to Wagner was just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, whether you're on the first line or fourth line nowadays in uh, in, in the NHL, I mean, you got some skill. That's why they got rid of the enforcer role because they wanted to make those fourth lines uh, have a little bit more uh, skill and stuff. So. Just because you're on the fourth line in the NHL doesn't mean you don't have uh, real good skills and be able to make plays. And you know, uh, Wagner and Wagner's line was doing great out there, and they oh, they've, yeah. been, they've been contributing uh, the last uh, little while here for their hockey club, and that's great to see. Yeah. You know, you got guys coming up and uh, ready to step up and take the challenge because I imagine there's a few moves coming coming up in uh, LA land for sure. Absolutely, yeah. He uh, he scored twice. Wagner scored twice in that game. And yeah, speaking of moves, Thompson, no longer an LA King. He has been traded, was traded to the Montreal Canadiens, along with a fifth round draft pick for a fourth round draft pick. So what what do you see happening there? Well, this, he's a free agent at the end of the year, and uh, Montreal is sort of rent. You know, you've heard about uh, the slogan uh, a "rent a player," so. You know, <laughs> They're cleaning out some payroll in L.A. And, you know, it didn't do anything uh, for L.A. right now. All it did was just uh, free up some uh, uh, free up some salary and, uh, you know, allow a guy that's not probably going to be in their plans next year to, you know, keep his uh, career alive and hopefully have a good play- playoff run. I think the picks were uh, not even much of a difference because uh, the Arizona was one team's pick and Calgary was the other team's pick. So you mm-hmm. look at the Sandings, there's not that much uh, – much difference there. So all it was was just, uh, you know, getting rid of a, a body, getting rid of some salary, and uh, giving an opportunity to a kid that's uh, uh, probably won't uh, re-sign with the LA Kings next year. Gotcha. And there's been a lot of buzz um, with some other players, uh, Martinez being one of them. Yeah, there's going to be all kinds of buzz, but you know, you got Rob Blake in in, in control there, and he's uh, he's been around hockey. He's he's top-notch professional dude, and. Uh, you know, he's going to do what's best for the L.A. Kings. So, you know, if he sees the right situation that uh, arises and uh, is going to make their team better starting next year or a couple years down the road, he's going to do it. But he's just not going to make a trade just to make a trade to appease people. Yeah, for sure. Now, another player that I think maybe could be on the on the line is Kovalchuk. But he's got a no-move clause, which means that he he can decide whether he wants to go or not. Um, is is he someone that's on your radar? You know, you hear these teams always looking for scoring now, and uh, uh, you know he's a guy that can score, and he's a, he's a proven scorer. So again, he could be a rented player. But 
you know, he might be content in uh, L.A. And again, the big thing there is that uh, does he want to leave this uh, leave this uh, late in the season? But you know, no trade clauses are crazy, man. I can't believe they give them out uh, in in the hockey world. Uh, you should have to go anytime and uh, get traded to any team at any time. That's just my thought, anyways. And Kovalchuk is the second highest salary on the Kings roster. So he's, uh, and he's 35 years old. So he might fit the bill of someone that they might try to get rid of. Yeah, there's a lot of teams out there looking for a little bit of extra scoring right now. And uh, uh, I imagine his, you know, it depends what, uh, you know, the LA Kings uh, brass is thinking about, you know, the, uh, yeah. you know, thinking of making another run here next year or two years, or are they going to pack it in for, a run down in three or four years. So again, a lot of that comes into play. And again, you know, you got great people that are uh, running the ship down there in LA and up in the, up in the uh, office, uh, they're going to make the right choices for the team. And, uh, you know, they're not going to uh, do anything just to, uh, for cosmetic reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Now it's looking a little less likely that the Kings will make the playoffs. They got seven out of their 12 points on their road trip. What do you think of the playoff point system the whole point system maybe we can kind of go over that for some of the listeners out there that don't know how the playoff point system works as far as who makes it and uh how you get there it's just a top eight in the conference and uh uh you know they're eight point eight points out right now i mean it's uh it's unbelievable so uh, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a tough uh tough grind ahead especially when you gotta pass so many teams you know what i mean Absolutely. So 16 teams qualify, right? You've got the top three from each division that make it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you've got four extra spots that have to be filled. Those are the wildcard spots. And those consist of the two highest teams from each conference, yeah. not the divisions. So those are the spots that L.A. is fighting for right now. And they're eight points out. There's so many teams you got to pass, too. You know, you can go on a little bit of a run here, but it's the other teams, too, that are still grabbing points like i mean uh, they're in the same position they were after getting seven or 12 points that's crazy man you know what i mean yeah once you get behind it's a little difficult to catch up you know anaheim just went for a nosedive there and uh, they were playing so good hockey they were in the playoffs now they're already at the bottom of the conference it's unbelievable and they just got rid of carlisle the other day Right. Now, there's there's a lot of talk about uh, the whole point system in general. There is a different system that's used in the European leagues, and some people say that's a better system. What do you think? Well, I haven't even uh, put any, uh, any homework into the system over in Europe. I don't even know what it is. The way the Europeans have it set up is they've got three points for a win, yeah. two points for an overtime win, one point for an overtime loss, and then obviously no points for a regulation time loss. Yeah, I mean, why why invent the wheel, you know what I mean? The NHL has <laughs> been doing uh, their system for years, and, you know, it, uh, you know, it could make a huge difference, that's for sure, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, it's worked pretty well in the NHL, what they've uh, passed and uh, what they've been using, and uh, uh, I think they should just keep going on that way. Uh, again, try not to invent the wheel. Well, a lot of people argue that if the – Game is tied near the end of the game. Teams kind of play for that one point, play for that tie. So it slows the game down a little bit, uh, knowing that they're going to get a point regardless of what happens if it goes into extra time. Um, In the European system way, they're still playing for an extra point if they get a regulation win. Um, And then also, there's also the fact that extra time games 
actually dole out three points. Mm-hmm. And so a team can qualify for the playoffs despite having fewer wins than another team who doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, there's all kinds of pros and cons, I guess, for it and everything. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you ask any coach in the NHL, and uh, if there's five minutes left in the if there's five minutes left in the game and you're tied, they're not putting out their third and fourth lines. They're putting out the first and second lines. I know I would for sure. So. Yeah. That one right there would squash out. I mean, anytime you get an opportunity to win in regulation, you're going to take that and you're going to put the right people out there to try and get you that win. That's true. I guess you don't want to be uh, skating any extra minutes than you than you have to either. Yeah, if you got a chance and you know you got a great matchup that uh, you're in the offensive zone and the you get the last change, boom, you're going to put your gunners out there. You're not going to put your uh, uh, third and fourth line guys and trap it up and try and uh, get into overtime. All right, so now looking ahead for the LA Kings, they've got, uh, let's see, three games at home. Vancouver Canucks coming up on Thursday, then Boston again on Saturday, and then we're meeting up with the Capitals once again on Monday. So uh, they haven't played Vancouver in a while. What's your prediction? Well, you know, you're going to go home, and I think a lot of times you have that little bit of a lull when you get home, and I know we did in Edmonton, we'd go on a long road trip, and you know, we get back and that first game was always tough to play because when you're on the road, there's not as many distractions. You go home and now all of a sudden, you know, the wife wants to go shopping. The kids want to spend a little time with dad. So there's a lot more, a <laughs> lot more, a lot more distractions and stuff like that. So they got to be ready to go. Vancouver's a decent team. They've been playing pretty well. And that's a team that, uh, you know, is six points behind. Uh, they're LA six points behind them. So, you know, you win that game, all of a sudden, there's one team you uh, come closer to. So, again, mm-hmm. they got to look at that first game and nothing else and uh, worry about the first game. After that, then you can worry about Boston and Washington. And, again, you know, the pressure is going to be on to win both those games because next uh, you go on the road for four games and you go into some pretty tough buildings with Nashville, Tampa Bay, and uh, Florida and Carolina are, are no slouches neither. Well, the road ahead looks like a challenging one, but I think the L.A. Kings can do it. Yeah, I think they can, too. It's just, uh, you know, the only thing that worries me and scares me is that you just got to pass so many teams. And uh, for that to happen, every one of those teams, those six teams ahead of you, has to go in the tank. And, you know, it's too good of a league for that to happen, I think. Yeah, you might be right. I'm still going to keep my fingers crossed and cheer on the Kings as we move forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be a great story, that's for sure. And especially when you, you look at that, those guys and you watch them out there playing the last few games and you watch Dowdy dropping down in front of a, a mm-hmm. bar, bomb slap shot, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's, you know, you feel for those guys and you know that uh, they want to conduct themselves well, they want to play well in front of their fans, they want to have good results in front of their fans and, uh, uh, you know, they've been playing well. You know, hopefully they don't fall short and uh, hopefully they can uh, get on a roll here, which I think they've been playing pretty well. Just that last game in Washington was a little tough one. But, you know, as long as they can keep playing and who knows, you pick a point up here, pick a point up there too here. Boom, you're right back in it. Absolutely. And they're fitting in with all the Hollywood stars. They are very entertaining. Yeah, they are. I couldn't hang out with those guys. They they hung out with Gretz and Mess and those guys. So, <laughs> no, we got to. It was unbelievable. We used to go to that forum club all the time after, and it was so awesome seeing guys like uh, Michael J. Fox and Matt Damon and uh, Sylvester Stallone. It was it was Alyssa Milano. It was unbelievable to go up there after a game and uh, and uh, talk to these people. And 
you know, just learn about their lives and so different from a hockey player's lives. It's unbelievable. You know, my guy that I used to always like watch all those movies was uh, Rambo movies is, and Rocky, Sylvester Sloan by big time, man. That's a, that's a pretty cool cat, man. Did he have any advice for you? <laughs> no, 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 no advice. He's, he's a little bit of a smaller guy too. You forget the on TV, you can't really tell, but he's a little smaller guy, you know? Yeah, they look so big on TV or on the big screen, right? Yeah, he looks pretty big on TV, and he looks pretty mean on TV. And, you know, if I had to face him on the ace, I, would, I just wouldn't say. have probably faced But then I would have looked over and said, well, geez, he's a short guy. Maybe I'll take a, round, take a, take a shot at him, you know? I think you probably could have taken him if you had uh, <laughs> some slap, some skates on him. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much. Always, my friend, and uh, uh, look forward to catching up maybe next week again and uh, uh, keep talking real positive stuff about the L.A. Kings and uh, uh, them keep on playing good hockey. Absolutely. Go Kings, go. And if you want to voice your opinion on anything Kings, be sure to drop us a line at Shannon Believes on Instagram or Twitter. Thanks again for listening to the L.A. Kings podcast on the Believe Network, the only place you'll find a show for every team in L.A. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.